No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me, as always. We're on a Wednesday morning. We got a little busy yesterday, but you know we're here now. We got a lot to talk about. NBA power rankings. We're going to talk about who are the top five teams in the league. We'll go through a couple of other big dogs. Of course, you know them, but we'll break them down a little bit. And the Bulls had a little bit of a situation that they were dealing with internally. Uh, there was a really interesting article dropped by Shams and, uh, and our guy Darnell Mayberry at The Athletic giving us a little inside peek on the Bulls locker room situation. Zach Levine and a couple other players got into it at half of the Timberwolves game, ended up giving up 150. We'll break that situation down. What do the Bulls do next? And are the New York Knickerbockers serious? They've now won eight in a row. They have the, the Raptors tonight. They have the Bulls again on Friday, who they beat on a combined 15 and a half points per game in the last two meetings. Are they serious? They just blew out the Warriors. We'll get to that. Then we'll move over to the NFL. Let's talk about the NFL awards market. Jalen Hurts potentially will still play against the Cowboys on Sunday, but the, the MVP odds completely flipped. We'll talk about the awards market, DPOY, Micah Parsons versus Bosa. We'll talk about a couple different things and the latest that's going on in the NFL. Stay with us. This is no catch up on a Wednesday. Let's get to it. Big Nick the Quick. What's good? How we feeling? You already know, man. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm trying to figure out uh I'm trying to figure out how I can start playing baseball so I can get this Carlos Correa money. <laughs> Hey man, it must be nice to have an owner that just is willing to win. <laughs> any, he doesn't by, care. No, by any means necessary, dog. That's what you need. And like they were pretty much wrapped up for the offseason. Then he saw the chance to get him and he just was like, all right, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll go a quick 315. That's what oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, that's all you guys need. Over over 12. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Man, that's gonna be cheap come five, six years from now. Like, yeah, man. He yeah, Cohen is willing to do whatever it takes to get the Mets in contention and be the marquee franchise in New York. It's blatantly obvious. And, you know, he came in like that, too. You know, I think it was like, you know, when I first heard, like, oh, he's a fan, you know, he's going to spend money. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. These dudes all get in there. And then when it comes time to write that check, it's a different story. He is 1,000% kept to his word on that. So, yeah, shout out to him, man. I'm, I'm, I hope the Mets uh, make some noise. And shout out to Correa for betting on himself. Oh, short Shook the short deal with the Twins last year. Yeah. Opted out. Got $35 million from them. Opted yep. out, picked up three hundred and fifteen this summer or this winter for a total of three hundred and fifty million dollars over thirteen years. Like, I can't market. be I can't be mad at it at can't all. How Can could I be you? how could you? How could you? <laughs> how, how how could you hate? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's jump into it. I got a I got a solid hour and then we'll get out of here. Let's jump right into the NBA. It's been pretty crazy back and forth right now. Knicks are on the A-game win streak. The Bulls are in shambles. We'll get to them. But Let's talk about a few of the best teams in the league. We, we we know them all, right? We got the Boston Celtics who've lost four or five, lost two in a row to the Magic, but they're at home against the Pacers tonight looking to bounce back. Jason Tatum bounced back uh, off of a personal missed game. He had personal reasons that he missed. But top five, you could go Pelicans. You could go Cavs, Bucks, 
The Nets have been playing really well. The Grizz, we know about Boston. Let's talk a little bit about some of the some of these uh, the top teams in the league. Give me your give me your fifth best team in the league. We'll go there and we can just jump around. Man, I think right now, and and, and this is really fluid list, right? We're just going to talk about a couple of the top teams in the league and why we think they're up there. Yeah, I think the fifth best team in the right now, right now, is the Brooklyn Nets. Quietly, like again, we talked about it last week. They turned down all the noise. On the, you want to talk about noisy three years? Just nothing but noise, nothing but distraction, nothing but story after story, and not a whole lot of positive things on the basketball court either. Since Kyrie's come back, this team has been on fire. Uh, they've won nine of ten. I know it goes a little bit further than that, but they've won nine of ten. They're playing good ball. KD and Kyrie are clicking. Um, and you're not hearing anything about the situation. Like they're just going in night in, night out, playing good basketball, going about their business. And this is a team that look, when you look at it on paper, obviously if everything clicks, it could be dangerous. I think the reason we were so down on them for so long is that it didn't click on the court necessarily. And it clearly wasn't clicking off the court. So I think now that these guys are playing together, um, Jock Bond deserves all the praise. For some reason, I'm not hearing the name Jock Bond every single day in Twitter, on the media, on TV. I'm not, I don't understand why. Steve Nash gets fired and this team turns completely around. So give Jock Vaughn his flowers. He has these boys playing. And again, quiet in the noise. That comes from the coach as well. So, yeah, I got the Nets. 12-3 and three since Kyrie came back. Kevin Crazy. Durant is scoring at a, a Kevin Durant level. We, we could just say it. We could just say it like that. Kevin Durant is still extremely dangerous. Maybe the best scorer in the NBA right now today. Simmons is making a little bit of an impact as well. Doing his thing quiet. So quietly, quietly they are. Well, that was always the thing, right? If we could just get to playing ball, the Nets could probably make some noise. Like if we weren't always talking about everything else with the Nets, they could probably make some noise. So I wouldn't want to play them right now. Yeah, that's that's exactly. I mean, they do six in a row, 10 of the last 11. Durant scored 23 points in like nine minutes the other day in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Did you, I read I read something earlier this week too. Kyrie Irving is averaging 1.1 blocks again. <laughs> he's a, he's a <laughs> not, you, yo, yo, Kyrie Irving is playing a little D now too. That was always going to be the issue. So if 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 those guys are going to get rolling, that's that could be a spooky sight. Hey, I'm going to give credit to my boy Jock, man. Hold on, see you doing it too. Oh no, no! Come on, black blackhead. I, I didn't know we had the double dip on it. Jock Vaughn somehow got these dudes to come in and play defense. Right, <laughs> no interest in doing that. Yeah, they had no interest in doing that. Yeah, Oxen's been playing really well as well. Watanabe is is a is a is a blessing. Dog, this guy. Yeah. One other one. We talk about guys who are always doing things. You watch a lot of Nabe for his fifteen minutes a game. He's he's just out there doing stuff. We t- we <laughs> me and Nick the Quick were texting yesterday, and we were talking about a couple guys in the league, and we were talking about Kessler out in Utah. And the only, what we settled on was he just does things. Yeah, he's not a crazy frame. He's a skinny white dude rookie. Plays no his ass off. Plays his ass off. Hustles. Long, not afraid to get dunked on. He just impacts the game. He does things. So from now on, when we come across a guy that's not highly touted, doesn't get a lot of love, hey, man, but when I see him, he does things. 
just out there doing things. He's doing things. He's yeah. impacting the game uh, some way, somehow. Yeah, one way or another, he's out there. He's out there impacting the basketball game for sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> this might be a little too high, but <laughs> I'm gonna go the New Orleans Pelicans at number five. I'm very <laughs> impressed with the squad. <clears throat> Zion is fully healthy. Looks really good. Is playing a lot of minutes as well. He's closing games. Doesn't look tired when he's closing games. I'm a big fan of this Pelicans team. I know they've lost four straight. They went they, they they went to Utah and got beat up twice, which shouldn't have happened, but it did. I, the only thing I worry about is the the three point shooting and a and a and a and a long clip for the rest of the season. Trey Murphy the third is shooting the ball really well, but they don't have a lot of a lot of firepower from behind the arc. That's something I worry about a little bit. But I really like this team overall. Jonas Valanciunas is a, is that's my. I, I want to say that's my favorite player in the NBA, but I, I'm not going to go that far. He's like he's like I used to be with Vucevic before he got traded to the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, Jonas Valanciunas the other night had 37, 18 on seven of ten from three, and he only he he doesn't get a lot of opportunities, but when he gets opportunities, he goes crazy. I really love their edge, how they play Alvarado. They play defense, super physical basketball team and then they have a little bit of that that veteran leadership with cj who can also shoot it and fill it up i, I think it's a really interesting team i think they're in a little bit of a lull right now but i think they're a top five team in the nba yeah and they're also crazy deep that's another thing i like which yeah. i know once you get to the playoffs doesn't necessarily matter as much as you tend to tighten up those rotations but in a regular season game they're legitimately playing 10 guys and they seem to have these random wings that they can throw out there that just create havoc whether it's a herb jones uh, man, who's my other guy out there? I'm blanking on his name right now. Always hitting threes, um, causing problems. But they got a few guys like Herb that Jones, Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy. Yeah, Trey yeah, Murphy's Trey out Murphy. here hooping. Yeah. Um, the only issue I could have with them is obviously there's a consistency thing. They got up to first in the West and then dropped four straight. The yeah. other issue that I have with them is if you slow them down, they don't really have a point guard that's operating out of the half court like that. So better teams might be able to slow them down. And if they're not, if they're flying up and down the court, forget about it. Cause you just can't run with them. They got yeah. too many different things they can do. And they're still, correct me if I'm wrong, they're still waiting for Ingram to get back. Right. Yeah. BI is still yeah. on, on, on the get back. So that might help them um, with that particular issue. Cause he can kind of create his own shot out in the half court. But I, I, that would be the couple things that would concern me about them is again, if you slow them down, they tend to have some issues and they're just a little bit inconsistent, but Look, man, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. That team is flying right now. We talked about the Zion's MVP candidate at this point. So, yeah, okay, give me your number four power rankings. Yeah, Fluid number list. Yeah, Fluid number list. Don't yeah, tweet us. Yeah, <laughs> number four for me is gonna be uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. That's that's my number four too. Get, talk to solid. Me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jaws been in and out of the rotation, but you know what the Memphis Grizzlies are going to bring. They're going to play hard every night. When we talk about teams that have over the last couple of years kind of gotten that playoff experience, they're ready to go to that next level. Um, I really like the squad. Extremely well coached by Taylor Jenkins, who I'm still surprised is a white guy with that name. Shout hey, out man. Taylor Jenkins, the best uh, beard in the NBA. Yeah, his beard is impeccable. Every Great time beard. I see, every time I see him on the sideline. His beard stays lined up. Shout out yeah. uh, TJ, man. Yeah, shout out Taylor Jenkins, man. Um, so, yeah, again, like that squad. Obviously got a superstar in Ja. Got great support players. And uh, this this could be the year, I think, that they kind of go to that next level. So, I'm going with Memphis there. They, they I think the only, issue, the only issue is the Ja in and out situation. What do you mean? 
as far as just injuries. We got to um, keep you got to keep Ja healthy. Yeah, of course. The way, the way he plays, he's always just you know one one drive away from uh, something catastrophic. So I always worry about that with him. And obviously, he's had some injury issues over the last couple of years. So yeah, I really like. So I was gonna go. I was gonna go either Memphis or Denver in the fourth spot. Cause I really like Denver and how they've been playing, but I agree with you with Memphis. They it's, it's actually really interesting because when Jaw doesn't play, they really focus on D and they play a lot of, really <laughs> they, like lot they play well. <laughs> yeah. They, Cause they have, well, they have Tyus Jones. So Jaw goes down, they bring in Tyus Jones. Who's one of the, probably the better point backup point guards in the NBA. Definitely. And they a focus does on, things guy. Yeah. Tyus and then they, definitely a does things guy. And then they focus on playing defense. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so if Ja's not going to run around and get us 30, we're going to have to tighten up the belt here. So they come out, focus on defense, run up and down the floor. And Jaron Jackson, man, he's been playing really well. He, If he could get to where he, it looks like he's trying to get offensively in, in that style of game, and then he can protect the rim and run the floor like he does, it could be really, 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 really tough. They, they are developing the guys that they draft really, really well. They drafted Bain. They drafted Jaron Jackson. They drafted Morant. They went and got Tyus. So I like what they're doing. And this is one of those things we always talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, that we always talk about, Nick, is they kind of got the taste last year, right, of trying to go after that, like, number one, number two seed in the West. And they're right back at it. Like, okay. Yep, that's what I was we, saying. We, this could be the year. We tasted it a little bit last year. We know we can't compete. A lot of people think that they they still need to be a little more humble with how they rock what do you say about that no man i'm sick of hearing stuff like that like this is a young brash team and that's kind of the identity that they feed off of and that starts with ja and that's the type of guy that ja is right he's very like in your face you know just that that's just kind of how they play i don't think they're disrespectful like there's a line between being like competitive and being fired up and like kind of happy for yourselves and showing up the other team and doing stuff that could be conceived as disrespectful especially when you haven't won anything for them, I think that they're, that's just how they play, man. They're fired up. They're happy for each other. That's what you want from your team. Here's the, here's the thing, man. When you have the exact opposite of that, you're getting killed. Oh, this team isn't together. Nobody's standing up on the bench. The bot, then the body language doctors start coming out like, oh, well, this you know they're sunk in the shoulders. So you get what do you want? You want them to be super right. fired up, or you want them to be boring? You know what I mean? Like the the best teams, the best teams have that type of chemistry where they're really doing it for each other. So yeah, man, I, I got no problem with them. I don't think that they're doing anything crazy. I got no problem with the dancing and all that. Look, it's 2022 about to be 23. <laughs> if you still got an issue with these things, man, this world isn't for you. Yeah. I, I'm with you. All right. Give me your number three. Yeah. Number three. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Denver nuggets solidly in at number three. Um, look, man, they're back healthy. You got Murray back. Uh, Jokic is obviously playing at an MVP level. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this team. I, I got no no issues with them. It's the what can you say about Denver that we haven't been saying for the last couple of years? And I don't want I don't mean that in like a Utah Jazz way. Like you know, remember after a couple of years of the Jazz, you were kind of just sick of it. But with Denver, this is just kind of where I'm at. Like I think it's a really good team, and I think if they stay healthy, uh, they're the best team in the Western Conference. AG has been a, a major impact for them. Finally. That was a big get for them a couple of years back. So, yeah. And, of course, we know what Joker has been doing. The dude is ridiculous. This is, listen to his last five games. 33-10-9, 31-12-14, 43-14-8, 25-11-8, 
40, 27, and 10. Yeah. So, and that's not including the game last night. So, yeah. This, this is guy, all while Murray's still playing himself back into shape. No question. It's just what he does. He's just, yeah, they 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 continue to what what gives you pause about them though? Because this is the same, this is essentially the same team we saw last year, right? What's different? Because Joker just, just playing at MVP level. Murray is still making his way back. We didn't miss Murray last year. Anything that gives you pause about these guys? Because it's kind of just a team that's built on a house of cards as far as the injuries are concerned. I mean, you get your you're one Murray injury away from being where you found yourself last year, which is Jokic had to do everything, right? Porter Jr.'s out again. Um, so I mean, those are two huge injuries for you, especially when you need those scorers come playoff time. That was their issue last year. You remember in the bubble, Murray versus Mitchell, like Murray was kind of that guy that would go out and have those monster games for you as far as scoring. So I'm just nervous. But he look, he's played 25 or 30 games this year. He's obviously been healthy. He's working his way back in. So nothing really gives me pause outside of injury. That's actually all that gives me pause about the Denver Nuggets. I think offensively, offensively, when they're humming, they're so potent. Um, there's nothing you can do. They're not quite Boston level, but yeah. I think that they're the second best offense in the NBA when they're humming. Because they got Bones Holland out there too. Yeah, shout out Bones. Bones is doing his thing. Shooter. So, shooter. Yeah, no, <laughs> shooter, shooter is right. I want to go back just really quick. I think that that Porter Bones can't Jr. be Bones can't be your second best scorer in a playoff series. You understand what I'm saying? Like yes, that's I, where that's I what makes you. me nervous about Denver because you, once you get past Murray, you do start relying on guys whose job isn't necessarily to fill it up like yeah that. like aaron gordon he's yeah, not aaron, trying aaron to gordon, fill it up he's at he'll, his best when he's doing other few, things but yes yeah, but he's at exactly. his best when he's doing other things exactly right the the michael porter jr situation is very interesting because we can go all the way back on this pod we've been running for five plus years now by the way so go the, the tape is very plentiful the whole back situation big nick the quick is, is big on this he's not messing with anybody that has back issues nope Four, four years ago, we were talking about who we would take. Would it be Michael Porter Jr.? The the back issues were an issue then, and they, they've still come up year in and year out. They give him a new deal. He's still dealing with the back. So that concerns me. I almost don't even want to put Michael Porter Jr. in the, in the fold when we're talking about what they're going to be doing down the road. For sure, and I don't want to misquote it, but if you look at it, it's kind of sad. Like his family history is not just him. I think that his sister was a college basketball player. She blew the same ACL three times. His brother was a college basketball player, popped out both of his knees. And then there's another sibling that had an ACL injury. Porter Jr. has had knee and back injuries. It's just his body can't hold up. And they gave him that big-ass deal. I like Michael Porter Jr. He's he's potent. He's he's healthy. He's scoring. He can bucket. 6'10", buckets, like everything. But it's just, again, man, he's not healthy. And he seems to always be out of the lineup. So that's my biggest pause for them. I like yeah, I can kind of. I was gonna. I was interchanging. You know, Denver, Denver, <laughs> Memphis. So I got Denver at six. My number three is going to be the Brooklyn Nets for the, all the reasons we talked about. If this, for example, if wow. if we flip this, <laughs> if we flip this, and make it. Wait, hold on. Did I? I did. Did I leave the Cavs out? Have I said the Cavs yet? You've not. I got the Cavs out though. I don't have them in the top five. Oh well. Okay. Go ahead. Then it gets really, it gets really, really tight on like four, five, six for me because I love the Cavs for sure. And actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the Cavs at number three. Excuse me. I apologize. We'll go back. But I do love the Nets. Let me finish my my, my thing on the Nets. If this was flipped and they started the season Wait, really so you, well, so then you don't have the Nets in your top five. 
So five, you, you five. Have, I have the Pels. You have the Pels, the the, the Grizzlies, and then three I, I for Pels, you is the Cavs. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So and Nets are not you're telling me you got the Nets above the, the obvious top Nets two. Are, right. No, Nets are six. Nets are okay. six. Nets are fair six. Enough. So it's fair. Nets are six. Uh, five is the Pels. I have four Memphis. I have three Cleveland. Okay. But really quick on the Nets. If this was flipped and they started the season like they're playing right now and then went in a little bit of a lull in the middle, it wouldn't. this wouldn't even be a question if they're a top three, top four team. I think the fact that the, the, the beginning of the season started so poorly and there were so many questions and the whole Kyrie thing and the, the Nash getting fired and those guys starting slow, I think this is – in, in a in a in a month, if we come back and do this, they're going to be top three. So I I like what the Nets are doing right now, coming on. But number three for me is going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers. These this is this is how I would construct a roster in the NBA. Like I think that that's why I, I really like these guys. Similar to how I like the Pelicans, they're sturdy beyond sturdy in the middle, very versatile. Allen actually. So if you watch, if you watch a lot of the NBA, there's a lot of screening. There's a lot of screening happening, but not a lot of rolling. People are running pick and roll, but a lot of guys aren't rolling. Not you understand Jared, what I'm saying? Not, not Jared Allen. <laughs> yes, Jared Allen is screening, and he's looking for lobs. He's rolling. He's getting to the basket. He he's involved on offense, and then he's one of the best defenders in the league in the interior. Then we talk about Evan Mobley down low. He's so versatile, can score can move his feet really well, plays defense. And then they have a guy running the show, and then they have a pure, absolute scorer in Donovan Mitchell. To the point where sometimes it gets a little out of hand. Like, hey, pipe down a little bit. Him and Jordan, him and Jordan Poole, these guys get it up. But I really like how the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are structured. They're number one in defense. The pace is slow. But they have guys that could score in the half court. Like, for example, Dallas is a team that's slow. Pace is slow. But when they get in the half court, they essentially have one guy that can score. It's not that way for me for Cleveland. They get in the half court. Garland can score. He can run screen and roll with Allen, who will roll to the basket. Donovan Mitchell obviously can score in the half court. So I really like Cleveland. I like how they're constructed. That's number three for me. In the power rankings, Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, so uh, Cleveland is six for me for sure. Uh, I don't, I don't have a ton of issues with them. I love what you said about Jared Allen. I think that because a lot of bigs don't play like that, he catches a lot of people off guard. There's just certain games where Jared Allen is actually out there just bullying folks. Bro, he'll he'll um, be like nine of ten with eighteen, yeah, and then, yeah. and it's like nine dunk, it's like eight dunks in a layup. Yeah, very calm demeanor, but I, I love how he plays. I love the mixture of Mobley and Allen. I think Mobley and Allen is ultimately what Minnesota wants Towns and Gobert to look like, right? Two bigs that don't yes. get in each other's way, that kind of play off each other. Because, again, Jared Allen has no interest in stepping out and shooting anything, right? So, Mobley, you can have that whole area. And Mobley isn't necessarily trying to operate in the paint to that extent. So, he's like, hey, Jared Allen, you can have that whole area. And they just play really well together. Their roster is constructed beautifully. The Mitchell trade... Listen, and I I think I might tweet this or just put it out there the other day. The Mitchell trade for both sides. Um, I don't know if we've ever seen a deal that has worked out as well for both sides as the Donovan Mitchell trade has, right? I think he had to get out of Utah. We knew that. We've talked about that several times. 
he got out of Utah, and they got back a pretty good haul for him. Uh, and they also have 15 first-round picks from the Minnesota Timberwolves, so they're set up pretty well. But as far as Cleveland goes, yeah, the only issue that I have with them is consistency. Um, right now they're on a four-game winning streak, but they are the type of team that will win four straight and then lose four straight. Um, and teams like that just kind of always give me hesitation. That's like Philly. Like Philly will win eight straight and then lose six games that they shouldn't lose. Yeah. Um, so I kind of have them in that same boat with Philly, whereas like, yeah, I mean, obviously if they're humming, you can't beat this squad. Um, but they also have nights where they're going to score 88 points against the Raptors. So, Which happens. Yeah, Again, young team still learn to figure it out. And the other thing with the them NBA, is sometimes, man. and you kind of hinted at this with Mitchell, sometimes late game, the Mitchell Garland thing, they're still kind of figuring it out. I think yeah. the answer is Mitchell, right? But I think, you know, he they, they still just need to figure out who's, uh, who's the top dog there. Um, and obviously it's looking more and more like Mitchell. But, yeah, I got no problem with that at all. Yeah, I mean, I think they're also really constructed well for the playoffs. I don't think they're better than the Denver Nuggets, though. I think you're wild on that one. Yeah? No. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna find out. But they are very built very well for the playoffs. I would love I would love to see a seven game of Jokic versus Allen and Mobley and dealing with those boys down low. The wild card for them is Karis Levert. If you're getting good Levert, if you're getting good Levert, it's it's a major bonus. If you're getting bad Levert, he cannot play because he's 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 talking about a guy who likes to get it up. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we both have the same top two. I'm I don't know if they're in the same order, but give me your number two. Boston Celtics. Talk to me. Yeah. You can go two one two one flip. You know, obviously they started off the season at a pace offensively, especially that was historical. Um, they've come back down to earth a little bit since then. Had a bad loss the other night to um, Paolo Banchero. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Paolo Banchero dropped 34 on them. Um, it happens. Look, you can't you can't play 82 games at an extremely high level, but I think this team, based on where I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season, again, I thought that Udoka stuff was going to be a big issue for them. They, they really got over that. Shout out our guy Joe Mazzula, the crew neck, the crew neck god. My <laughs> man's got the crew neck and a Cuban link every game. I fuck with him heavy, bro. <laughs> I'm like super heavy, bro. I fucks with Joe Missoula. Yeah. Um, shout out Joe. Um, yeah, team's just humming right now. I I just don't think that they're better than my number one team, but the team is absolutely humming right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go number two, Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. I um I'm a big Giannis guy. Uh, there's not very many guys in the NBA that bring it on a night-to-night basis like this dude, man. It's, it, it's, it's actually really impressive. On a night-to-night, no matter where it's at, Tuesday night in Charlotte. He's showing up trying to get 35, 14, and 6. Yeah. So that that that's one thing you can always count on, especially when I'm looking at prop props and what, what <laughs> I should play. You know like, he's not going to mail it in. I just know he's not going to mail it in. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. The if, only it does, time, if, it, if it doesn't hit, it's because of something else, but it's not because yeah, oh, he didn't get the minutes or yeah, yeah. whatever, or someone was cooking, but, man, he's always going to give the effort. So, so I love good. what they're doing. I, I still think that. Lopez, they, they, they've been playing really well. I, I, you know where I'm at on Chris Middleton. He worries me a little bit. And I start to look at, like, the NBA power rankings right now in the middle of the season, you can kind of shrug at because we're, when we're getting to the playoffs, the reason I have them at two is because in the seven-game series right now, I'm taking Boston. So that's why I have Boston at number one. Purely off the fact that Tom Lord is now back there. He's going to get more in the fold. They are better offensively than they were last year. They're, they're in a little bit of a lull right now, but they will bounce back. 
We know about Brogdon coming in the fold, how, how much I love that move. Grant Williams is shooting the shooting the ball. I've never seen a guy get so many fucking open looks in the history of the listen, NBA. No, I listen. haven't seen Grant Williams take a shot with anyone within five feet of him in, in two years. Years, years, <laughs> years. Listen, I tweeted this out the other Straight day. Up. Perpetual, criminally open, perpetually open. He's open all the time. Open to the point where I've watched Grant Williams get the ball in front of the three point line a few steps, turn around, walk back, and shoot threes, and no one even comes over to guard him. He's just open. He's Always just open. open. They just don't guard him, and I get it. There's a lot of other guys you want to guard. They just don't have – there's too many guys to guard. But to his credit, he's not the first player to have been in that situation where, like, I play with crazy great offensive players, so I'm just open. But a lot of guys don't consistently hit those. Man consistently hits those. Man consistently knocks them down. <laughs> yeah, he does a his bi- job. A big – another guy that's a perfect example of this is another guy that perpetually, especially when other guys are cruising – Gets open looks. Tobias Harris. Oh, that's yeah, he doesn't like this fucking guy should score twenty five on fourteen shots a night. Yeah, like it's just complete, completely efficient, and he doesn't. So if that's you, a, if you swap Tobias Harris with a high level three point shooter, like that would that would fix so many problems with Philly. Like you just need someone who's who's a threat from out there. You don't need Tobias Harris. You just need someone who's a threat from out there, and it would change. Yeah, it's so much like for them. man, he gets He's a lot such of open a bad, looks. Bad spot on their roster. Yeah, but yeah, open so looks all the time. He's he's okay, but he 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 could be man. That's the guy that you look for that could take them over the top, and just hasn't happened. It's not going to happen because it hasn't happened. Not going to happen. We've been five seasons or whatever. Small and big spots for a long time. So yeah, no question. No, so him, replace him with a knockdown shooter, you're good to go. Yeah, I agree. Crowder. All right, let's move over to the that's the that's the power rankings currently in the NBA. Well, let me Milwaukee. give you why I have Milwaukee number one. Oh yeah, quick. my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I got Milwaukee number one. Um, I think you made a great point on the Time Lord thing. One of the things that was holding me back about Boston is I couldn't watch any more games watching Luke Cornette get 25 minutes a game. <laughs> like, yeah. they just had, you know, between Cornette, Horford, and Blake. You had Blake. At one point when Horford was out, you had Griffin and Cornette splitting the center minutes, and that's just not a recipe for success. So, obviously, with Time Lord back, if he stays healthy, that's huge for them. I just think the Milwaukee thing, man, look. Middleton's played in seven games this year. He's looked terrible, but he's working his way back. So like you said, right now in a seven-game series, absolutely, I'm taking Boston. But I don't know if I'm going to feel that way by the end of the year. Um, And still, while all this is happening, Milwaukee is still winning games. Just beat Memphis the other night. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm riding with Milwaukee. Yeah, they just beat the Jazz by 26 without Giannis the other night. Without Giannis, yeah. So – um, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with Milwaukee on that, but again, it's not, it's their neck and neck. I don't see anybody else as much as we love some of these other Eastern conference teams. Yeah. Maybe Brooklyn. So that's why I kind of like your Brooklyn. Maybe Brooklyn can make some noise in that, but yeah. I really just don't see another team challenging them, uh, in that, in that Eastern conference right now. It's going to be who's the two. second best team or who's the second best player on the bucks. Middleton when he's healthy. Right now, sure. Right now, Lopez, <laughs> Lopez, defensive player of the year. Yeah, you got <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Yo, listen, bro. You might no, not no, like. No, we're him, not doing this right Chris, now. We're a healthy not... Chris Middleton's a good player, dude. He, he's a good player. He's third best player on the team. You think it's Holiday or Brooke Lopez? Uh, oh, I mean, Chris and Allen. Wait, wait, what are we talking? <laughs> hey, they need to go out and get Crowder. It's, it's J- that that would be a good pickup for them. Bring Crowder them would be a great pickup for them. Bring, but bring no. them back home to Milwaukee. The Marquette. J. Rue, J. Rue Drew Holiday's best second best player on that team. Fine, that's, that's whatever. Forget it. Forget when Giannis it. is your number one, it's almost Giannis is such a strength that as a number one. Like we talk about, like is that guy at number one? Giannis is such a bona fide one. 
it's uh, anarchy over there over by Sean again. But Yarny is Yarny, Yarny. Giannis is such a bona fide number one that some of these other guys like it, it is. It, you can have it too, like Middleton. What's going on out there, bro? It's, man, New York, man. Fucking New York undercover is, in this moment. Every- <laughs> NYPD blue in this bitch. Isn't it, isn't it lunchtime out there? God damn. Y'all need to slow down out there, man. On Bleecker Street. <laughs> That's funny, man. All right, let's move over to the Bulls. They get a big W last night. They needed a big W last night. In Miami, got it done. Miami had a ton of injuries, though. Yeah. No one was playing, playing and the Bulls took care of business. If they weren't going to win that game, they weren't going to win again the rest of the year. Yeah. I thought really hard about fading the Bulls last night, but I also could see a scenario in which what happened last night happened. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) – Interesting game coming up here against the Knicks at the Garden. They've lost two in a row to them. They've gotten blown out twice. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting game. Knicks rolling. But talk to me about the overall situation. You read the uh, the Mar- uh, the Mayberry Shams athletic article. What do you think? What do you think about the overall situation? I know we could talk about this for 45 minutes, but yeah. let's try to give a good 10, 12 on it. So first off, number one, this stuff all this we knew this was incoming, right? You could tell just by watching this team, and this is the type of shit that happens when a team has expectations and it falls extremely short, like the Chicago Bulls have. And make no mistake about it, the Chicago Bulls have fallen short of expectations. We weren't coming into the season saying this is going to be the fourth seed, but we thought we'd be in that seventh, eighth play-in type territory. Obviously, we're not even not close even. To that. We 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 didn't. We were thinking like five, six. Yeah, yeah, a, a competitive, fun team. Maybe not as fun as last year, but hey, like this, this, there's enough talent to where they can do some things with or without Lonzo, who all of a sudden has become um, Jesus. Apparently, like Lonzo can turn water into wine with the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> um, so <laughs> then you give up 150, 150 in regulation to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And you could just hear from some of the comments post game, whether it was from Donovan or Goran Dragic went off for a few minutes talking about we need to play together. You just knew that this thing was kind of coming off the rails. Um, and then the story drops yesterday with Mayberry and Shams about how pretty much there's a Zach Levine issue going on in the building, right? Zach has it, not personal things. And again, I don't think Zach's a bad guy. Seems like a great guy, but obviously on the floor, um, there's just some issues with players thinking that Zach is selfish that Zach's not playing for the team. Remember what I told you about several team meetings? Anytime you have to have more than one meeting about the same thing, we have a major <laughs> issue. And, and yeah. it came out that they have several team meetings about this issue. Obviously, things aren't getting fixed. And it just seems like it's just a bad situation. Then you hear that he's not seeing eye to eye with the Bulls as an organization. And then you hear the issues about with Billy Donovan in the roster. So, um after that, a couple hours later, Joe Colley tweets that there was a blow-up at halftime of that Timberwolves loss, and then they had another blow-up post-game um, of that Timberwolves loss in which several players confronted Levine about his selfish play and just generally how he plays. So, look, man, it's not a good situation. Um, obviously, there's a lot of leaks coming from the Chicago Bulls. A lot of people are trying to get some stuff off their chest. And I don't think any of us are surprised that this happened. I think we watched the team. Uh, shout out our guy, Edder. He's been on this for a long time. That just Zach looks like a terrible guy to play with, and he kind of just gets in the way and doesn't accept the role that he needs to be. So, look, man, yeah, it, it's out there now. Um, I don't really know where they go from here because they're just so bad on the floor that I, I can't see them turning around. I don't know. I know I kind of went on for a minute on that. but No, 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 no. It was all good. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of – 
I think Billy Donovan has been skating by through this whole fucking situation for far too long. Oh, and it came out that he got a contract extension. What is with the Bulls and giving coaches contract extensions? Chicago. In the middle of, Chicago, the, the middle of their contract for no fucking reason. GM's just, just giving people contract extensions. Hey, like that's why that's, that's why we got an extra year in Nagy and Pace. Oh, my God. That's why you won't fire Donovan. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like there was absolutely no reason to do that. But Another yeah, he's been, he's been skating through through this this very mediocre, now bad basketball team for far too long. He's been getting no flack for the most part. It's his job to make sure Levine and DeRozan and that whole shit works. Deep down, Levine, how do I say this? I think it bothers Levine a little bit that DeMar is the guy in the fourth. He's running the show, and it's almost like Levine is trying to prove himself and get his shots up the first three quarters because he knows in the fourth that it's not his show anymore, especially yeah. if the game is going to be tight. Now, I don't think Zach is playing any more differently than he has his entire career in Chicago. Do you feel like he's playing differently? He's no, being he's, he's just not making the shots. Yeah, like uh, he's not being any more selfish than he has been. But when you're not putting up 30, all the other shit like again, not not covering on screens or whatever it is, leaving leaving Booch out to dry on defensive rotations and you know some of the other issues that he has are magnified when you're not dropping 30 efficiently. Could it be that Dragic kind of brought that extra vet into Especially coming well, from like Miami, and he's yeah, looking he's around like, "What the like, fuck, what is the fuck is this? What is this? Yeah, this isn't right." And he's a guy that's going to speak up because he has the he has the weight to do so, right? And I'm sure De- Demar is a real cool, even killed type dude. Dragic doesn't strike me that way. He's always been kind of a more fiery, fiery guy. Yeah, so Dragic might come in there, and now Demar is like, "Cool, I got a guy in here with me who's looking at this and knows that it ain't right." And and we're both. Dragic was very candid. In the interview, a post game the other day after the loss to the uh, to the T Wolves, like very straightforward. When you're yeah. saying guys and aren't playing, playing together, for each other. Yeah, yeah, we're not playing for guys are worried about how much they're scoring, all that stuff. Like, look, that's straightforward to the point, and it can only come down to two people that you're talking about because the Bulls shot only two people get the shots, right? Everybody else is left clawing for whatever's left after that. But it's between Zach and Demar, and I don't think anyone really looks at Demar as a selfish player because he shoots. 52% from the field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when, and picks his spots. and doesn't. It's not like he's – but, yeah, with Zach, I think he is pressing. I think he is forcing. And so one quote of the article stuck out to me, right? And, again, whenever you start talking about how things aren't weighing on you, that means they're weighing on you. So Zach signs the new deal in the offseason. Look, we are human beings. There is pressure involved in situations. You cannot tell me that you signed for $240 million or $200 whatever million dollars and you don't feel any added pressure. Any human being does, right? It's about how you respond to it, how you deal with it. So when a quote like this came out in the article, that's how I knew that mentally this shit is weighing on Zach. He goes, it hasn't weighed on anything for me. I don't understand how that gets put into context. Just because you sign a deal, it's supposed to be added weight to it. I don't think there's added. I think there's added weight each time you step on the court. If you don't perform or you don't play the right way, but everybody's open to their own opinion. Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> it's no different. It's no different. It's yeah. the same as it was. No, it wasn't, man. You obviously you feel pressure. Obviously you feel more pressure to deliver, to be the number one, to be the franchise guy, like you're being paid to be, and that's okay. 
That's okay. What does Steven Jackson say? You got to make love to the pressure. Embrace the pressure. If you treat pressure like it's something that's not there, it is going to eat you up. Yeah, if that's you look facts. at it every single day and say, yes, it's there. How am I going to overcome this? It's here regardless. Then, yeah. I mean, the right thing is to say, yeah, there's some pressure. Absolutely. And we're not playing well. And that's on me. But to sit here and act like it's not a thing and it's just the same as every other time where you uh, go on the court and to go as far as to say, I don't understand how that gets put into context. Come on, man. You clearly understand how signing a $200 million contract and then it's and more pressure being added on to you is put into context. So, like, when I saw that, I called bullshit. Yeah, man. That shit's weighing on them 100%. The, the guys that came out apparently and, and really drove the conversation were Dragic, Vucevic, and then it's Caruso. Yeah. Now, I thought that this was interesting. That I haven't heard anybody bring up. But Vucevic and Dragic are going to have a little bit of a different relationship because they come from the same region of the world. They got the itch. They got the itch on them. They got the Vucevic and the Dragic, right? The they, they come from the Baltic area of the world. So they, they automatically have a little closer relationship, right? Shout out the Baltics. And then Caruso. Yeah, shout out the Baltics. Great people, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You want to talk about some fun, great people. The Baltic people are, are, very, are very much that. Yep. And then you got Caruso, a guy who makes his bread feeds his family on playing defense and he sees this guy Levine just not interested in it at all. So that didn't surprise me when it was those three guys. You got Dragic and Vucevic who will team up who are, and Dragic is just interested in winning. And then Vucevic, if you've been watching him all year, he has been trying, he doesn't have it on the defensive end, but he's been trying a lot harder than he was in previous, previous years, possession to possession for me. I never thought he didn't try. I just that he just can't move his feet. He just well can't move. Yeah. He's, just, he's just not lateral at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like he he he's just yeah. Good. Yeah, it, it could. That could he's get not confused a guy who like the same thing. out there. Yeah, some guys just can't. Like, yeah, I just feel like he's just not, can't like, move. Just, it's his body is just not built to play defense in the NBA. But go ahead. So yeah, I think it was interesting. It was those three guys because I agree with you 100 percent on DeRozan. He's just kind of like yeah, you know, we'll turn it around. Like he's chilling. He's not really. Chilling, bro. He's not gonna be the guy calling. Calling big meetings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I think more than anything, this falls at Billy Donovan. He does not get a, enough flack across the board for what's going on with the Bulls in that situation. They they just aren't very good. We know Lonzo Ball is a massive, massive miss right now for the Bulls. I think that clears up a lot of this. I think they're a lot better basketball team across the board. We probably don't even hear about this if Lonzo Ball's out there running around. But Zach's got to – Have we gotten to – have we gotten almost – I was talking about this with Edder uh, the other day. And nah, have we, not have for we, me. Have we gotten have – we, have we rotated too hard on the Lonzo Ball, Cures what ails us thing? Like, because it's – I don't it, think so. Do you remember like, what the team looked like when he was playing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think so, he, he, he ties together what we want to do on both ends of the floor. It's not an offensive thing. It's not a defensive thing. He gets us into transition on offense and on defense. He guards one through four for sure. But it's just like, it's almost like now it's almost become a built-in excuse. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh. We I don't have a point time. guard. Yeah. You need a point guard. I, it, it, I mean, it's a built-in excuse, but it's, it's also factual. Have we, we don't put, have a PG running the show. We name, too much on IO. Name me a good team in the NBA that doesn't have a point guard. Yeah. Like what? So no, that's that. I think that's a very valid excuse. You saw the product on and off the floor. No, nah, man. Lonzo missing is a is a massive deal. And I'm telling you this, I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. No, he's not coming back. He's never been coming back. That shit Listen, is over dude. with. 
That knee is bad. Yeah, that's ta- the no the knee no is bad. Ta- the no timetable thing. It's not good. And it's just been a mystery. We know what's happened. We don't know what's happened. He's going. Anytime you got to keep, it's like team meetings. You got to keep doing them. Something's not right. Um, anytime you got to keep going back under to figure out what's going on with that knee. And mind you, this is some of the best doctors in the world, right? These are these are top notch uh, sports science doctors that cannot figure out what's going on with this man's knee. Cannot give us a timetable for when he's supposed to return. We're coming up on a year now that he's been out with no significant progress. We don't see him in warmups. You don't see him working with the team. He, he He's out, man. That knee is bad. It's a shame, too, because I love Zoe. Like, I think Zoe's a great player. Remember when the draft happened, I was Mr. Zoe. I said Zoe should have been number one that year. <laughs> UCLA my, Zoe? My, my one was Zoe Tatum, and I always say I was on Tatum. You know what? I was on Tatum, pre-Tatum, um, and uh, Markel <laughs> Fultz. I've been on Tatum. Yeah. You Go back. Been. Check the tape. I've been on check Tatum. Check the tape. All right, let's let's yeah. move off this so we can talk about the NFL for a quick fifteen. Give me uh give me a quick ninety seconds on the Knicks right now. Eight eight, eight in a row. Hey man, the, the big conversation was Jalen Brunson. They overpaid. He's not a hundred million dollar man. We're obliged that boy, to talk about the Knicks now. That boy oh, Jalen Brunson is an absolute bucket. Yeah, he has the offensive bag is very extensive. He's very efficient from the three point line. You know what I'll say about the Knicks? Yeah, a lot of coaches don't have the heart to do what Tibbs did. With what Tibbs, part? Tibbs bitched Fournier at $20 million a year. DMP'd him. D, straight up. D, remember I asked you, if you I'm like, is Fournier just DMP'd? Like, did not hurt. He's available. No, he's he, he D, just flat out I'm not, put. put I don't, I'm not watching this. Put him on a spaceship. Never to be heard from again. Not watching this. Um, Bench D. Rose, who, if you read D. Rose's article in The Athletic the other day, D. Rose understood it, right? But, like, bench this guy, D. Rose. Like, hey, we, we, we need to get these young guys playing. Turn it over to quickly. Uh, what's the guy's name? Miles. Quinn Grimes. Miles or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Miles Leonard. Ma- no, 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 no. No, that's Leonard. not right. Hold on, Miles <laughs> Leonard. Miles Hold on. Leonard. Oh my Ma- god. <laughs> Ma- <laughs> Miles Leonard. Shout out Miles um, Leonard. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Or, yeah. or, or don't Miles. shout out Miles Leonard. Don't shout out Miles Leonard. Man, he had some issues. Uh, um, McBride, you're talking about Miles, Miles McBride. McBride. Yeah, Miles McBride. Different young guys yeah. like that. Jericho um, Sims. Yeah, yeah. Turn it over to the young. You know Tibbs, right? And we talk about this with Tibbs. He doesn't give a fuck what the name on the jersey is, how much you're getting paid. If you're not doing it the way that he wants it done or he feels there's a better way, he's going to make those changes. Since he's made those changes, this team has been rolling. We were talking a couple weeks ago. I thought this was one of those rudderless teams in the NBA. Where are they going, right? They need to blow this up. This roster doesn't make sense. They got hot a couple years ago, and it seems like they've been skating off that. They've completely turned it around, man. Winners of eight straight. They look like they have an identity. Guys are playing hard. And Tibbs got him rolling in the right direction. Do I think that they're going to make a ton of noise? No. Um, but look, man, if they continue Queen to Grimes, play like man. this, yeah, if they continue to play like this, they'll 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 they'll, they'll be a, a tough out. Hey, man, Quentin Grimes is a real player. I'm gonna tell yeah. you right now, he plays defense. He can shoot it. Remember the remember the rumblings where Quentin Grimes was Mister Untouchable when they were when they were yeah. trying to make that down to the Mitchell. There's like, oh y'all want Quentin Grimes? Can't no, have Quentin Grimes. Yeah, that, that's that boy. That boy, uh, Mister Untouchable. You can't have him. He's in, he's a part of no trade talks. Quentin Grimes. There was a big rumble in that the only thing holding up Donovan Mitchell was Quentin Grimes. Yeah. They wanted Quentin Grimes. They wouldn't give him up. Right. He has shown in the last two weeks when he's been playing 25, 30 minutes a night that he is a real problem. Can shoot it from three. He's been playing really, really good basketball. Hustles, plays D. He's been mashing up with uh, 
the best player, the best guard on the opposing team night in, night out, because we know R.J. Barrett is not he, – he, he'd rather not deal with that. Quentin, <laughs> Quentin Grimes oh, welcomes – That's what he's here for. Quentin Grimes welcomes that and is shooting the three. So shout out the Knicks right now, A straight. I'm excited to see what they do tonight on a back-to-back. Yep. Because we know how that goes. And then – do they continue to bury – they continue to get undervalued in the market. They've covered eight straight, something like that. Yeah. I think they've covered – like seven, 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 oh, and one. They pushed the game. They continue to get undervalued because people are like, are they just going to keep coming in here and busting heads every single night? And that's Crazy. exactly what they've been doing. And Knicks fans start driving up that price a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, right, right now they're like a minus one, one and a half against the Raptors tonight. Then they're going to play the – they're going to – like what do you make the line against the Bulls on Friday – they just blew them out twice. Now it's in the garden. Yeah. And and the Bulls are in shambles. What's the number? Six? Yeah. Like, I like it. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's it's tough. So right now they look good. All right. Let's get, let, let me give you real guys. quick. Give me 30 yeah. seconds, real quick. You yeah. did mention the Raptors. I just want to say this losers of six straight, clearly a blow it up team with a lot of interesting you assets. I think so. Yeah, the, bull, sure. the bull, the bulls, and Raptors are an interesting team that yeah. are in blow it up spots with a lot that of, have a guys lot of that you would take. Yeah. So with the Raptors, obviously it starts with Siakam and Van Vliet, right? I think you keep Scotty Barnes, obviously, and just build around him. They're fine. Yeah. Messiah's gonna. Hey, look, Messiah will be fine. Um, <laughs> Fred, where where do you think the Fred Van Vliet team is? So we talked about teams with no point guards, right? So is it a is it a it's fucking Los Angeles? Lakers? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I mean, still, that, are they still trying to make move? Can we just that, that would be game? a fun that'd be fun, but oh my God. man, that's that's interesting. Like you talk about the no point guard, the no Brooklyn. Yeah, it'd be great in Brooklyn. Oh, he played great with Kyrie, I feel like. Who else? Let me see. Who who would Fred go to? How about putting Fred on New Orleans? <laughs> hey. yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be great, obviously. He's such a gamer, I feel like he could he could slot in a, the Clippers. That's the, Clippers. the Clippers, yeah. the Clippers, yeah, are the Clippers it. would the be Clippers great. The Clippers are it. If I'm the Clippers, I'm on the phone with Toronto for Fred VanVleet. What a perfect give fit. up, give up Reggie and a bunch of picks. What at Norm? Send Norm back north. Shout, whatever. Man, shout out! I ain't never moving Norm, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never moving my boy Norm, man. Yeah. Norm a basket. So I think that's a very interesting situation to keep track of because again, besides besides one of the smarter GMs in the league, and he seems like a guy where if he knows it's not going in his direction. He's going to blow it up. Remember, this guy did trade DeMar DeRozan for one year of Kawhi Leonard. So, um, Whereas the Bulls might be a little bit more hesitant to blow it up. I do think the Raptors, as soon as he's like, yeah, this isn't working, he's going to get off those guys. Yeah. And there's a, lot, uh, there's a lot of talent there. You can Boucher. There's a lot New of guys. Orleans, yeah, him in New Orleans would be interesting. But then B.I., I don't know. That's a lot of guards back there. I don't know. But yeah, it's a lead guard situation I think is best for him. Yeah, it's interesting because dude, Siakam has been going berserk. And Siakam's a good player. And Siakam <laughs> dude, has shown you crazy. he can be the third best player on a championship team. Yeah, he's been going crazy too. So, yeah, that's an interesting spot. All right, let's talk about the NFL awards really quick. Because big news yesterday comes out. Jalen Hurts is has a shoulder injury from Chicago. Cold turf got landed on. Shoulder was banged up a little bit. He was the MVP leader at minus 145 going into the week. It's announced that he's out. It flips. To Pat Mahomes, minus 350. Um, Josh Allen, plus 500. Joe Burrow, plus 550. Then Hurts at plus 650. Now there's reports that he may play. 
against the Cowboys. It was a big game in the MVP talk. What do you think about the the price flip? Right now, say, was Jalen Hurts your MVP even if he wasn't going to play? Or is it Mahomes? Because it's Mahomes for me. Yeah, talk to me why. Well, I think number one, as far as I, I think, I think if they're almost waiting for Hurts to have a bad game so they can kill those odds. Like I feel like it's been like, like you want to talk about it's they been were, on a fine line all year yeah. for Hurts. So they're waiting for. They Hertz don't want to give it to. They don't want to give it to Hurts. They don't want to give it to Hurts. You talk, listen, listen, man. With you, I think you're big on this too. You start listening to what the national media is talking about around that time, and right now we were at that time. We did it last year with the NBA MVP. Remember? Yeah. Like, man, there's a lot of Jokic talk happening. There's a yep. lot of Jokic talk happening. I think Jokic is going to win the MVP. There's a lot of Mahomes talk happening. The momentum is behind Mahomes right now, right? The story is behind Mahomes. I just don't think they want to give it to Jalen Hurts. If he keeps playing, absolutely. I think that may be the only reason he is going to play this weekend because he does not want to lose his MVP momentum because don't let him not play and Mahomes go off and that thing is over with at that point in time. Um, now, you could have the flip side where last year you have your Tom Brady situation in the last week he loses it to Aaron Rodgers, which I don't need to remind you about. Yeah. But um, to me, to me, it's Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is absolutely balling. Mahomes, I believe, is playing with the and – and I'm not trying to sound yeah, like Michael Martin. More total touchdowns, the whole total, thing. Yeah, and he loses his best target in the offseason and keeps humming. So I got Mahomes. And that's nothing against Hurts. If Mahomes got it, I'm happy with it too. The reason Hertz, I say – looked bad against the Bears on Sunday, though. I will say that. we had They had him uh, puzzled. The reason I will say that this is what I mean when I say they don't want him to win the MVP, Jalen Hurts. Micah Parsons, what he said about Jalen Hurts, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people in the media think that. Absolutely. They don't have the heart to say it because you saw what happened to Parsons. A lot of people feel like Jalen Hurts is good and, is, and has taken a leap. But I don't know about – I think we could slide a couple people in in this, in this situation. They may not be as good, but they could be a really, really good football team with a lot of different quarterbacks. I'm not sure I agree with that. I don't. They have a ton of talent on that roster. I think he, he's getting flack for that. But I, I know for a fact – from talking to people and just hearing it, that a lot of people think like Micah Parsons is thinking. They won't say it, but that's why they're starting to look at Mahomes. And also, the narrative, too, is starting to flip that. We're taking Patrick Mahomes for granted. Patrick Mahomes is, oh, he's the best quarterback in the league. But so then, okay, why then, then why isn't he winning MVP then? He has more combined touchdowns. He's by, he's on pace to throw for 5,500 yards. He lost his best target. So then why isn't he the MVP then? And then people are starting to be like, whoa, it's actually a good point. Maybe he should be the MVP. Yeah. And as soon as – I've never seen news come out that a guy not is not going to play. He goes from a favorite to plus 600, and the dude behind him goes all the way up to minus 350. Now it tells me that maybe Hurts is going to miss multiple weeks. But now we're hearing that he may play. So it's a really interesting situation. I think they're going to end up giving it to Mahomes. And I also think if you want to get some early money before this shifts in a major way as well, I think they're going to give the DPOY to Nick Bosa. Yeah. Michael Parsons is having a great year. But the narrative around the, 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 the narrative thing, which is a big piece for me for all these awards, is the Niners is the best defense we've seen in four or five years. 
And guess who's the engine of that defense? Nick it's Nick Bosa. And guess what team appears to be falling apart right now? The Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. And, and I think a big another big thing with the Parsons is Parsons started off so hot. I don't think he can replicate the success he had in the first six, seven games of the year. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think his momentum was very, very early on. But like you said, Bosa is now picking up that momentum. Because when you look at the Niners, if they keep winning ball games, to your point, the narrative is going to – it already is. It's because of that defense, right? Yeah. So and, you're he, gonna pick and, he, out, and he's the engine of the defense. Yeah, and you're going to pick out the best player on that defense, and you're going to say, yeah, that's the defensive player of the year. If we take him off this team, you know, they're, 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 not, they're, as they're, in, not, they're not as impactful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing with the Hurts is Hurts was never supposed to be part of the story this year, so it's hard to kind of force him into that conversation. It's supposed to be Josh Allen's MVP. The last yeah. two years it's supposed to be Josh Allen's MVP. Um, and they've kind of had to shift it, but it's not shifting towards Jalen Hurts. It's not going to happen. He would have to have like a Lamar type year, like that year. That well, Lamar if he won went, the MVP. if he if he went to Dallas and was healthy and went crazy, he was going to yeah. win MVP because they were going to lock up number one seed. So is he for sure? Is he, have they announced outer in yet? It's it's up in the air. Minshew magic it seems like. Well, and, and also, don't well, let Minshew have a good is, game either. Don't well, let whole, Minshew have a good game either. Don't <laughs> I was let just have fucking. A good time. I was just fucking around and talking about this. And really quick, let me close this thought out on Bosa, and then I'll get back to Hurts. Bosa has more sacks, more quarterback hits. I mean, the, the the numbers are even better than Micah, and then the narrative is leaning that way. I think Bosa should be like minus two, 220. And he's right now, I think he's minus 140, 130, something like that. I think you can get a good price right now on Joey Bosa. This is going to be the best price you can get. To close out uh, Jalen Hurts, I was That's 15 and a half sacks already. 15 and a half sacks. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so I was talking about this as well yesterday. <laughs> Say Hertz doesn't play. I, 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 and this sounds outrageous, but I'm telling you, this is just how fickle a lot of these sports fans and football fans are. Minshew could come in and win three straight. And they there'd be people saying we should stay with him in the playoffs. Why are we switching back to Hertz? Yep. He's got the team rolling. Like, that's how fickle this shit and, well, can really get. Would so, you blame a Philadelphia fan for saying that? Because Philly's been in the same situation before. Last time they yeah, won the Super Bowl, they had an MVP can that went got, went down. They stayed with the hot hand, and they won the Super Bowl. So I'd almost be like, hey, this just might be how we do it. But uh, that is a, what an interesting parallel, too. We were just um, talking about don't get Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, I don't think Gardner Minshew is Nick Foles. But you know what? Gardner Minshew played some solid football in Jacksonville. Yeah, he could be, he could be fun. He'll be in the yeah. It's another one of those guys that'll be around forever, make a lot of money as a career. Back the Eagles team. need one more win to lock up the number one in the NFC. I think they just have to win one of the last three. So that's also where it's like, why rush Jalen back? But Jalen's also like, man, I've been rolling. I want to continue to keep rolling. So hey, keep an eye on that. And before we get out of here, just also remember what I told you about the Cowboys. I told you about these boys. I told you this is the most sus team <laughs> in the history of the NFL. They are suspect. Suspect will not win a playoff game. Mike McCarthy's there. You already know the deal. This thing is this thing is unraveling before our eyes. Trust me. Watch. Go back and watch some of the things they did in that game. It was a Mike McCarthy special. On third down, Mike McCarthy. It was third and ten in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it's a classic. And Mike McCarthy sent three guys on vertical routes. Yeah, the the yeah that's on that's on that's on Kellen. Uh, I mean, whatever. Kellen Moore, but yeah, off on that joint. I don't the give whole, a damn. The, <laughs> the whole there. thing. Yeah, no, they they should have won that game that night for sure. What? But 
but yeah that that's part of the narrative with the, the bosa thing i think you should get your ticket on joey bosa to win dpoi right now it's not going to get any better because yeah, the cowboys are going to lose a bunch of games yes sir but all right we're out of here no catch us sports talk via chicago for big nick the quick nick harvey i'm your host sean little make sure you subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend send the episode around you already know how we get down we love just coming on here and chopping it up with you guys appreciate everyone no catch us sports talk via chicago we'll see y'all next week